Ernest Hemingway once said, I try not to borrow. First, you borrow, then you beg. Keep this in mind. As we discussed today, Russia and China's announcements of developing a global currency as a replacement for the U.S. dollar. And what does it mean for the global geopolitical landscape? My name is Dr. David Wallalu. And my name is Elizabeth Ann Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. The Chinese president is trying to kill two birds with one stone. Today's sanctions on Russia have only pushed it closer to China. China and Russia recently announced that they are going to be launching a new global reserve currency. Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping met to decide, among other things, how to defang America's chosen weapon, the dollar. Looks like they're dumping it. Well, this is maybe one of the most important topics I think we have ever covered, David. And yet nobody's talking about it. <laughs> nobody is talking about it. This, to me... Um, you know, when we were when we were thinking about which topics to bring to you, this is maybe the most important thing that's happening in the world right now, if if not one of the most important things. Well, indeed, because this is uh, once again, and I'm not saying this just to say it. Mm-hmm. I am not surprised. You know, yeah. and, and the reason why I'm saying this, I have proof of that. Yeah, I wrote an article a few years ago, <laughs> suggesting that. Both countries, China and Russia, will be moving into the direction of figuring out the establishment of a new financial system. Why? It's because they were seen back then, they were seen with all the sanctions we imposed. And a common sense would suggest that maybe time has come for us to work on establishing a new system that will bypass the U.S. dollar altogether. And this is exactly what they just announced Yep. Now, remember, they've been working on this for several decades. Yeah, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. The last one that I remember was uh, about four years ago. It, was, uh, it wasn't announced till later on right. about the flight of uh, two planes from Venezuela yeah. to Russia. They were full of gold. Of, yes, full then, of gold. Yeah, then only three months later, mm-hmm. a Chinese plane flew from Switzerland full of gold. And Russia, we know, has been stockpiling gold. And uh, I'd like to show this graph right now of the amount of gold that Russia has been stockpiling. And so we're looking right now at something that's been in the works for a couple of decades. But it was announced, I think, last month officially to almost no discussion in the West about it at all. But... It is, it's, it's my take, that, and let me know what you think of this too, mm-hmm. David, that mm-hmm. that should actually be taken very seriously. Because it's not just Russia and China, but it's the BRICS countries also. And, and when you mention the BRICS, you're going to have to add also the Global South. Because yeah. <laughs> Global South, most of them, which majority of them, by the way, opposed the U.S. at the U.N. for the sanctions on Russia. They said, yeah. no, we're not going to do it. So, so the idea of how the reason why Russia stockpiled on gold is because that is why this new currency is going to be backed by. Backed by gold, yeah. yeah. And remember, if you happen to be an American watching this, for us in the U.S., we dropped the gold back in the 1970s. Yeah. 
You know, basically what we have is that the U.S. dollar has nothing right. to back it up. Right. The nothing. U.S. dollar is fiat currency, right? Oh. Which means that it has absolutely nothing backing it. And that was taken off of the gold standard in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But it has allowed the U.S. to print and print and print and print. It's what's allowed us to be in the situation that we're in right now. And it's what's allowed the U.S. in a sense to become this global hegemon. Right. Yeah. And so now that's changing. And there's been some very interesting quotes from Vladimir Putin on this. On this issue. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if I can quote. Sure. um, He said, we are actively engaged in reorienting our trade flows and foreign economic contacts towards reliable international partners, primarily the BRICS countries. So it's not even just so, you know, Russia was taken off the SWIFT system. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so take, being taken off the SWIFT system, they had to find another way to survive. Like if you're looking at this from a from purely a human behavioral standpoint, Russia had to survive somehow when you put and you talk about this very mm-hmm. frequently mm-hmm. with the sanctions that have been put on Russia. How else were they going to survive other than to create new business alliances yeah. uh, to create other alliances when you back someone into a corner, corner. and you put them in a yeah. bad position. Well, apparently that the sanctions have, have precipitated this shift in the financial, final, global financial landscape, that is, because uh, what, what will I predict is this, is that most of other countries in the global south are going to join in. Because yeah. remember, the, the decision by uh, Russia and China and some other BRICS countries is to yeah. back up this by not just gold, but the tangible right. uh, uh, commodities, you know. You're looking at, a, uh, as a matter of fact, I did look at that. There's gold, silver, uranium, nickel, and copper. Yeah. No. Well, when, yeah, when you take it just as an example of uranium, you know how much uranium Russia supplies the world? 10%. That's huge. Most Americans do not know that our nuclear power plant mm-hmm. depends on Russian uranium. It's, it's amazing how few people actually know no. that. Um, And so interestingly enough, going along exactly with what you're saying, Mm -hmm. so trade between Russia and the BRICS countries has increased by 38% and reached 45 billion in the first three months of this year. Wow, that that tells you right there where the trends rather are headed. And this is why India did what it did a couple months ago, despite the U.S. push. They said, no, we are going to trade. The, with, with Russia as far as the energy yeah. by paying with our currency. Yep. You know, a lot, of, I mean, a lot in Washington, and I did check on this, uh, they were furious about it, but India said, who cares? Right. We got to look uh, after our own interests. Right. China already cut the deal with the Russians as far as, because the Russia, China, believe it or not, they are buying oil very, very cheap from yeah. Russia and even from the U.S. We're selling yeah, them oil. We are. Uh, uh, but, Which but, is also something that is not really being covered and something that's a no. quiet. Well, we did a video on it, so we kind of addressed yes. this issue. The idea of uh, when you think about, for example, the uranium aspects, and I will mm-hmm. break all this down yeah. for you on, on the whiteboard just to give you an idea how much this will impact the global financial system. This changes everything. No. This and, and not that they haven't been working on it for an extended period of time. They have been working on it for an extended period Quietly. of time. Quietly. 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 But they said the quiet part out loud now. 
and and to to a world that didn't listen, right? Exactly. To a Western world that didn't listen. But this, you're right. This changes everything. Yeah. Well, this is why we've been arguing. Uh, that the reason why we do what we do is this is not about just informing people. This is now about preparing you for what you need to do because once the dollar collapses, and it will, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of people do not like when we speak the truth, I but I, I personally don't care whether they like it or not. You got to speak to the truth to, to people because that's the responsibility. So the way we're seeing it going is that with the establishment of this new currency, that's basically because the U.S. dollar is backed by debt. That's all it is. Unbelievable. Yeah. And when you take into consideration $30 trillion in debt, Mm -hmm. at some point. Along with unfunded liabilities. Yeah. At some point, that's going to collapse. Yeah. And this is why if you happen to be an American watching this, I hope you do have a plan in place to think about how you're going to be dealing with your finances moving forward. So, well, let me go to the whiteboard and I'll break it down for our viewers. All right. Like Elizabeth and I, we were discussing earlier uh, how this emergence of these announcements regarding the China and Russia making the arrangements for the new currency. It's not been reported aggressively here. And this is why we wanted to take on this topic and provide you the necessary information to understand what it all means and how moving forward might end up impacting all of us here financially. But here's the thing. For Russia and China's decision uh, to develop their own currency, it's nothing new, by the way. They've been working on this, especially Russia has been working on this for almost 20 years. No. As a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, uh, it came to my attention that Russia has flown two planes from Venezuela. Those planes were full in gold, all the way from Caracas all the way to Moscow. Uh, interesting enough is that six months later, I think four or six months later, China flew a plane that is full of gold from Switzerland all the way to China. And what is the reason for that? It's because now this new currency that Russia and China were talking about will not be based on the US dollar. It's gonna be based on gold, silver, copper, uranium, and nickels. Tangible stuff, you know. But what's interesting about all this is that just between Russia and China, they produce so many rare earth mineral items. No. In the case of, for example, uh, the United States, when it comes down to uh, uh, uranium, for example. Why? Because Russia supplies the world with about 10% of uranium. Which some of us in the, in the U.S. here... We don't know, of course, because it doesn't get reported. We don't know that for us to operate our nuclear power plants, we depend on Russia for 50% of uranium to keep the nuclear power plant moving forward. So what is my point in this? My point in highlighting this, given what's going on on the geopolitical landscape, and this is why I always say, It's very important 
very, very, very important. When you look at an issue, you have to look at it from all aspects. In other words, the trends that's taking place. If we are to imagine this as the global order, okay, you got the Ukraine issue, you got the Middle East issue, Latin America, Africa, and so forth. You know. So to put this within the context of Russia's Iranian, okay, why is this important? When you consider what's taking place right now in Europe, of course, what is the major issue in Europe? Shortage of gas. Which means what? You're going to have now countries start to rethink their economic policies. And this is why we always say geopolitical decisions trickles down. You get countries like, for example, Finland. Finland now is going to be starting to build a nuclear power plant. This is like it never happened for the last 40 years. Finland now is going to be doing that. France is considered building new ones because France uses about 70% of its electricity from nuclear power plants. Germany, even Germany now is moving forward with nuclear power plants. Netherlands or Dutch are doing the same. So my point is, with this new currency that will be based on commodities like gold, uranium, uh, copper, nickels, and so forth, what you're going to see with this is the idea that it's going to be joined by other countries from the global south. Most of the other countries involved, because you take, for example, BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Because the coordination of this new currency, it's not only between China and Russia. It is also among those countries that will be involved as well. And that explains, as I mentioned uh, earlier, why, for example, India decided to go ahead and trade with Russia using the rupees, their own currencies. And if you happen to be an American watching this, you're going to need to be asking yourself the fundamental question. What's going to happen to the dollar moving forward? Because... Remember, if this currency, the new currency is going to be backed by tangible commodities, the U.S. dollar is backed by debt. Because that's what we have. There's nothing else to back it because We don't back the U.S. dollar with gold after 1970s when we get rid of the gold. So this is where the concern. And when you consider the United States over $30 trillion in debt, you can just see where this is going. So I hope you do have a plan in place when that time comes, because it is coming. And this was, by the way, was in the making for many, many years. It's just surprising how a Russian, a Russian president that is announced it suddenly. That is what's important for you to know as to what lies ahead. So as you just mm -hmm. uh, explained on the whiteboard, David, and thank you for doing that, um, this, this really does change everything. And I wanted to speak to something that you said, and that was what you were talking about with uh, you know, people thinking that the U.S. reserve currency is going to be around forever, right? That the U.S. dollar is going to be strong and around forever. The thing is that, um, you know, there, there are some very, very intelligent people who have very well documented that mm -hmm. there are cycles in history. It's not linear. 
And it's easy to think that, oh, these things have never happened before. These, these types of circumstances have never happened before, but that's not true. And it's very well documented that it's not true, that these things happen in cycles. Um, and there is, there's a lot of books about it. We can put links in the description below. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the U.S. is not the first reserve currency in the world. Before that, we had the British currency. The British was Britain was a huge empire. Um, I I heard a joke the other day that um, most countries' uh, independence days are from Britain, <laughs> and it's true. So it's it's what ours is, that here is in true. the United States. Uh, and before that, I believe it was the Dutch, the Dutch that had reserve yeah. currency. And so it's very natural for reserve currencies to change in terms of history. Yeah. And this is one of the things we're going to be addressing in our uh, year-long course, yes. uh, as far as the cycles and what it means. Because we are living that moment where now the shift, it's not only geopolitical, mm-hmm. but also it's going to be financial as well. Absolutely. And that comes with some risks to the dominant currency that's been in the case of the U.S., we've, yeah. been, we've been on, at, at, the, at the helm of every packing order for the last 70 plus years. Right. Uh, there are those of us who are seeing, again, where the trends are headed, yeah. and we are warning. Yeah. You know, the reason why we're talking about this, we are providing a warning. Yeah. Because that global change is going to take place, whether we like it or not. Yeah. The question becomes is, are you prepared? And this is something we intend to address in our yearly course. Absolutely. Well, uh, as we always say, prepare yourself for the changing world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.